This is Sportscasters Anonymous, a weekly podcast about sports, all sports, MLB, the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, collegiate football, and collegiate basketball. But there's more. We'll even talk about sports video games, sports movies. It's all here. You're listening to Sportscasters Anonymous on the Random Chatter Network, broadcasting to the globe from Jacksonville, Florida. This is Don and Chip. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome back for another episode of Sportscasters Anonymous. I'm Don. He's Chip. This is episode number 28, recorded on November 2nd, 2020. As always, we got a lot of amazing sports news, a lot of... uh, action going on a lot of trades getting ready to take place a lot of coaches moving around and we got an election day tomorrow chip my man how you doing i am doing excellent i had a really good weekend uh any weekend where the cowboys lose and the eagles win is a great one but it's even better when we beat them um as well as made a lot of money on the game last night so i'm i'm super happy right now uh, bravo DraftKings. <laughs> yes 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 it was uh it was pleasantly um, it was a pleasant surprise when I woke up this morning and looked at the winnings that I had from last night. Um, it was, it was awesome. Uh, As we was, say on the gambler side, you were due. Yeah. I mean, it was a year and a half before I've won anything big like that. Um, so <laughs> it's a sweet victory, man. Sweet victory. Uh, ironically, f- football has been the sport where I've won the most money. Uh, the biggest paychecks last year, I won, I had a couple of games where I won a decent amount of money, but this year it was all like negative until last night and it was positive in a big way. So uh, I'm super happy, but uh, we'll get into the contact stuff. So you can always contact us at our email, which is mine is chip at random com, or you contact Don at his email, which is Don at random com. You can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at sportcast anon, a N O N. You can join us on Discord under Random Chatter, where there's sports and pop culture talk. You can support us on Patreon under Random Chatter. And then you can always buy our stuff on randomchatter.com slash store. And we have also have uh, can be found on Anchor.fm, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, YouTube, and Twitch. That list keeps getting bigger. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so we're going to move right into the NFL highlights this weekend. Uh, I know I talked a lot about the, uh, the Cowboys Eagles, but, uh, I do want to say, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, yeah, you've earned the opportunity to gloat. Go ahead and take a few minutes and tell me how sweet it was. Uh, it was for the first half. Uh, I was banging my head against the wall. Um, and then in the second half, it was sigh of relief when they when the uh, towards the end of the game so it was it was a lot more drama filled than i'd like uh i do have to say this that this though that cowboys team is bad like really really bad you know what it seems like every week they find a way to get worse yeah i don't know what the answer is (laughs) i don't know like that's just they were just bad um like you, you first of all, we we gave them four turnovers in the game, and they still only scored nine points. I don't know. You have to try not to like score more than nine points when you have four turnovers from the team, and you're in their like uh, red zone 
every time you're, you you get the ball. So the fact that they only scored nine points was ridiculous. And then they they got a safety at the end of the game, which made no sense. Garbage. Um, Garbage. <laughs> yeah. I don't That's- I don't know with, with this team. Um, like. It's just it, it, it's bad. See, you can't like, put it into words. Bad. That's how bad it is. I, you you I can't, can't even describe like, it. <laughs> like you, you said it perfectly. Like they, every week, they find a way to get worse. Uh, like there, there's, there's so much talent on paper on that team. Like especially on the offense, but their offensive line's not playing well. They're they have no quarterback at this point because Ben DiNucci is awful. He like. I could probably throw better than him, and I'm not a good quarterback. Uh, he just – he looked like he shouldn't have been – in. he looked like he was a practice squad quarterback that should never have made a, a NFL start. Um, and then, so, like, their receivers weren't getting open, um, and, it, it like, Ezekiel Elliott did little to nothing. I would have thought they would have leaned on him heavily last night, especially with it being as close as it was, but they – they were trying trick plays. They were trying all this gadget tree type stuff. And He's really uh, justifying work. that contract that he got. My, I don't know. Mike McCarthy, I thought was going to turn the, their team around, but he just, he looks lost. outmatched right now. Yeah. yeah. He looks lost. Like I, I can't tell you like if it wasn't like if we hadn't given them four turnovers, we might've put up 60 points on them. <laughs> like the, like the game itself. Wow! Like if you watch the game, like we were dominating them the entire game. It was just we were making stupid mistakes that were well. I shouldn't say we. I should say Carson Wentz was making stupid mistakes that were costing us the game. But we like put it together at the end and won. Um, but man, it was it, they were bad. They were they. I, I would love to see a game between the Jets and them because I guarantee you the score would be three nothing with the way they be a tie. Play. No, it ended in a tie. No offense. <laughs> like the like, I thought the Jets were bad. I, I would almost I would almost bet money on it that the, the Jets that the Cowboys are worse than the Jets at this point. Yeah, and the Jets don't have a win this season. <laughs> correct, correct. Because like, the, uh. the, and the, the two wins that the Cowboys have are against teams that were winless at the time. That says a lot. So that that strength of schedule. <laughs> well, they do have the second easiest strength of schedule finishing the season. Um, but I don't. Yeah, I don't, I'm not putting stock in it, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Like, I I, I want to say like that they're bad because the, the they don't have good quarterback play. That Dak Prescott hurt, but I, they weren't playing well when Dak Prescott was in there. Like no. there is their defense is just horrific. Um, Much to your delight. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna complain about it. But yeah, it, you ready for the yeah. next go round? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, when, yeah. We're, when we're when we get healthier, like when we get Ertz back and we get Lane Johnson didn't even play last night, and it showed up in a big way because uh, he would go on up against Dexter Lawrence and uh, not Dexter Lawrence, Marcus Lawrence, and um, yeah, no, it, it, like and he kept getting through, and it wasn't giving Wentz much time. Like our our offensive line needs to get better. They weren't playing well either last night. But anyways, uh, I don't want to dwell too much on the Eagles-Cowboys game. I want to get to some of the other highlights. How about another one for them Bills, huh? Yeah! <laughs> Dude, you Six guys almost two. lost. You almost lost. It, it... Do, you I was know, do you know how like, many games 
Do you know how many games this season Buffalo has almost lost? I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm They're like, six wait, and wait. two. They could easily be like four and four or three and five. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were sitting there at work and we're watching the game. I'm like, Don's probably pulling out his hair. He's probably got the the whiskey being poured as, as or the scotch being poured as as we're speaking because it's like dude out of the bottle, water. bro. Not even the glass, just the <laughs> bottle at that point. <laughs> oh man, I could, I just, we were, I could just see it. I was like, this is not going to go well. Don's not going to be a happy camper if they lose this game again to the Patriots. Nope that that uh, that has been broken. <laughs> yes, and yeah. uh, so. for for the AFC East, let's talk about the surprising. I can't believe I'm saying this. The four and three Dolphins who beat the Rams beat the Rams. That's no, right. No, I said me, it. Let me ask you this. Is that more of a uh, – the Rams lost that game or the um, Dolphins won that game? Dude, clearly the Rams lost that game, all right? Did you see the box from that game? No, I did the not. The Dolphins scored, I believe it was two touchdowns on two turnovers from the Rams. They, uh, the I don't, I don't know how to put the man. They just looked like discombobulated. I guess would be the best way to put it. Um, fourteen of those points were scored, I believe, by Miami's defense. To up Barry at one point when I pulled up the game, I'm like, wow, Miami's really taking it to them. I realized it was two touchdowns scored by the defense, and Tua didn't even have a hundred yards passing. And I'm like, man, these guys are getting killed. It's just embarrassing. Yeah, I, I I think that's the the theme of this year is like there are some really bad teams. Yeah, but there's not like teams that are like like there are teams that are really good, but there's not like teams that you're like this is the best team in the league kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like so, you, you, like you you can you can make an argument that Pittsburgh's up there. You can make an argument that Kansas City's up there. You can make an argument that um. Uh, Ravens are up there. You make an argument that the Bucks are up there. Like you can make a, a big, pretty big argument on a lot of those different teams. So it, it just uh, and not to mention Pittsburgh beat the Ravens, so that made it even more remarkable. Yeah, I I still I still am not sold on the Steelers. I am I'm not. I, a I lot just, of people I, aren't. A lot of people aren't. Know. They're just not buying it. I'm. I don't know whether it's because they're not flashy, but like. I saw them play us, and we almost beat them with with like a team of scrubs. And the only reason we didn't win that game was because uh, our offense was abysmal in the first half. And like, if we had somewhat of a decent offense, like we could have beat them. Like, I don't know. It just I find like they're finding ways to win rather than just beating teams. Hey, that's what you got to do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to find a way to get it, the win. <clears throat> but when it comes down to like the playoffs and stuff like that. Like you need to beat teams. You can't just find ways to win. Like that's oh, yeah. not it's a different, once you get into the playoffs, it's a different animal. It's win or go home. So you better be darn sure that that team that you put on the field can just get out, get out there and clobber them. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's an it's interesting. Se- we said it was going to be an interesting season. We're eight weeks in and this is definitely an interesting season. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting, very interesting. Um, you know, we already talked about the uh, 
Steelers Ravens game. Um, how, about how, about the, how about the Vikings? The Vikings yeah, man, I was gonna say, Cook, man, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, you had like four, four games. rushing touchdowns in Green Bay. No, Green Bay has never given up four rushing touchdowns to a player before in its entire history at Lambeau Field. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah. You had uh you had the Saints that barely pulled off a win against the uh Bears. That was a good game. Um and then you had the Broncos coming back and scoring twenty one points in the fourth quarter to beat the Chargers. That's a head scratcher right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the coach mm. comes out after afterwards after they lost another one where they were up by double digits. He goes, Yeah, we gotta figure this out. Well, well no, yeah. Uh. <laughs> um once uh, another game, the Seahawks and the 49ers, and once again, the 49ers are all banged up again. Yeah, they have. I saw the stat today. They have the highest payroll on injured reserve. Yep. Yep. Uh, what is that? Uh, Jimmy G's out. Kittle's out. Telvin Coleman's out. <laughs> the list just goes on and on. Yeah. And they're out for, quote, weeks. There's yeah. not like a minor injury. Like they're they're out for a while. So the way the way that I see it in their situation, because they're four and four right now, if they start losing game over weeks, I don't think those guys come back for the rest of the season. Why risk another injury? If you're not gonna make the playoffs, bench them. Or do you play them? Yeah. Um you know, because they're gonna you, they're they're gonna wanna play, so because you do have that opportunity to play spoiler for somebody else. If you're not going to make it, well, someone's going down with us. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough situation. Um, I think that it depends on where, how, like, where you're at. Um, I think if it's if it's Jimmy G, I think you throw them out there just to keep his like football IQ and like his game shape in. Um, yeah. Kittle. Kittle, like, I don't think it's necessary if he were to come back um, just because uh, it's a tight end and, like, you probably want him to get fully healthy, whereas, like, Jimmy G, you want him to get some rhythm with the team and you kind of use it more as, a like, a practice-type stuff, type situation. So so would you say it's kind of a tough call then? Like, I guess it would depend on where they're at. If they're out of the playoff hunt, I think you'll start seeing other players come in just to see what they have. Uh, if they are in the playoff hunt, they're going back in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I don't see them being in the playoff hunt at that point. So, yeah, cool, man. What else we got? Yeah, so uh, there's there's definitely been a lot of movement over the last few days because we do have the uh, the trade deadline coming up um, tomorrow at four like, o'clock. Yeah, the deadline's tomorrow at four o'clock. So we got a lot of movement going around, uh, especially today. So you had uh, the 49ers trading away Quan Alexander to the Saints, um, and they got Kiko Alonso back. Uh, the Jets made a trade uh, to the uh, Steelers, where they traded another linebacker, got traded, Avery Williamson. Uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan's requesting a trade, but the Washington football team is saying no. So that's that's definitely something huh. to keep uh, uh, an eye out for. Um there was reports that the Patriots wanted to deal Stefan Gilmore. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, go get him. 
If he's up, somebody go get him. He is one of the premier players at his position. Oh, absolutely. The problem is his contract is kind of ridiculous. And that's yeah. where that's where the Patriots are in a tough spot right now because they're because of the way the cap is going to be next year. They're going to be in a tough spot with trying to pay all their players and keep their players and not go over the cap because their cap situation kind of sucks. Um, so well, the uh, and then got a John, lot to figure out. <laughs> yeah, John Ross uh, requested a trade from the Bengals. Um, so definitely some movement around. Desmond King got traded to the Chargers, which. Uh, or no, excuse me. He got traded to the Titans from the Chargers. That's kind of an odd one, but hey. Um, so yeah, definitely tomorrow there's going to be a lot more wheeling and dealing. I, I'm actually kind of shocked that the Eagles haven't made a deal. Um, especially, usually we're like super active during the trade deadline, but I don't but know. Probably, I wouldn't doubt if they pull the trigger on a big one towards the end. I think they're trying to see how the market is. Uh panning out and evaluating what is an immediate need or a future need. Yeah. There's definitely going to be uh, many different teams, like a many different deals that get announced tomorrow, like around noon. Um, so it'll be interesting to see them. Yeah. But. Um, there is a rumor uh, uh, running around. We're going to wait and see when the deadline comes. Um the uh, there's rumor out of the rumor mill that the Texans might deal Will Fuller, who is their star wide receiver this season. Have you yeah, seen that? Yeah, that, that would be interesting. Uh, I have uh, not. Um, the the rumor, the rumor floating around is that the Green Bay Packers might be the ones for the deal to go through with. So you would have Devontae Adams and then Will Fuller. That's insane. That is insane, but I don't think he fits that offense. Well, I know the um, Green Bay was trying to pick him up in the summer the, uh, before the season started, and that they're like, nope, it ain't going down. But uh, it, this one's uh, per the rap sheet, per a couple of other sources, it looks like this this one's a, a serious rumbling taking price there. So I, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely find out. But I just, I don't see Will for, for, uh, Fuller, excuse me, um, fitting with that team because you already have a deep threat. You already have a big threat in Devontae Adams. You need that intermediate, like you need the intermediate threat. Um, I guess he, he fits your speed guy, but... I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's a big play. He's a big play guy, you know? So yeah. for defenses, you know, everybody's watching out for Devonte Adams and then you're going to leave Fuller open. You know, that, that is definitely going to cause a problem in the backfield for the safeties and the cornerbacks. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's better than what the else, what they have right now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I just, I would be more curious to see what they give up for him what Houston gets back because oh they're like gonna Houston. have to pay <laughs> yeah yeah but like you I, I wouldn't trade like I wouldn't trade for him if it was like anything more like if they're asking for more than a third round pick like if they're asking for a second or a first rounder I wouldn't do it I would probably try to get somebody else that would would help them yeah oh by the way uh because I got a Monday night football on here Kittle is out for eight weeks broken bone and foot season's over 
Uh, Garoppolo is out for a minimum of six weeks. That's it. We're at week eight right now, man. It's all done. Yeah, they're they're pretty much done for the season. Yep. Um, so, uh, but moving on to the fantasy, fa- fantasy league. Yep. Speaking of George Kittle, um, for those that don't know, and probably no one knows outside me and Don, but I sent Don a trade earlier this week. Devontae Parker for George Kittle. I tried my darndest to get Don to accept the trade. He didn't, um, but I'm sure he's kicking himself now. I wish he did. Uh, so what do you think, Don? Well, I'm all right with that because uh, for the week, even though I refuse to give him up and you can be damn sure I'm going to drop him now, um, I'm still up in my game, and it looks like I will claim victory yet again. So, and that'll be with a bagel on the board. I had Aaron Jones in my lineup who had nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think it would be it, what, what it makes the situation even more interesting is you're like, you can have my backup tight end. I'll just play with one tight end. I'm kind of wishing I had picked, uh, sent you a trade for, uh, to, uh, for Hunter Henry because then yeah. now you would have no tight end. I'd be stuck. Yeah. So, well. Uh, the good news is, is, uh, I can drop Kittle and I have a backup tight end and I'm going to have to go shopping. <laughs> yeah. I am. And for uh, you, I, am currently... I saved you the pain and misery of having a guy that's not playing for eight weeks. Yep. Yep. You definitely did. You're I am welcome. currently losing, um, by 20 points in my, in my, uh, matchup. Um, I have Mike Evans going tonight and. Yeah, he's not doing so well right now. So he's only got five five points, so I need him to score a couple of touchdowns, help me out a little bit. You need uh, that miracle. So <clears throat> yep. We have uh, Florida Triers that are beating up on the Lakewood Wranglers. Is that you? Bad. No, you're beating you're on them bad. Well. Yeah, <laughs> by 30 points. Um, doesn't look like they have anybody – I think yeah, the game's the, their their game is over. No one's going tonight for them. Um, you have uh, Inverness Direwolves who are losing um, to Team Football Lord. Uh, yeah, it looks like yep, that game's over as well. Um, and that's about it. That's that's the other the only games. And then you have your game where you're you're beating up on on David um, yep. right now. So Both uh, interesting. Interesting enough, if uh, these scores hold, uh, my record will be at seven and one. Dave would be at two and six. Team Football Lord would be at four and four. Dire Wolves will be at four and four. You will be at six and two, and Pictatorship will be four and four. Starting to sound like the NFC East. <laughs> Nobody hey, wants to win a division. Huh? You bite your tongue there. Uh, I mean, that just means that the that there's still everybody still can make the playoffs. Yeah, so, we got a long way to go. We, we I mean, eight so. weeks, especially now, eight week grind. You're getting into winter. The weather injuries have been prevalent all season. You know, one one or two big injuries on a roster, and it's done. So, I'm uh, I am cautiously optimistic, but we still have half a season to go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh yeah. I think I'm that's it for we, football, man. Yeah. Did you have uh, anything else you wanted to add in from this weekend? Your your perspective of the, the games? 
like I said earlier, we knew the season was going to be wacky, but just when you think you've seen it all, you get another week of football. And I'm like, nope, I was wrong. I mean, just from the Cowboys just being bad <laughs> to the Dolphins scoring two defensive touchdowns and, and beating the Rams. I mean, every week they seem to find a way to outdo the jaw-dropping moments from the previous week. It's crazy. So I, I, I got to say the season has been fun to watch so far. Yeah, it's definitely been interesting. Um, so, yeah, uh, every week it seems like there's either a big blown lead or there's uh, more drama uh, coming out of it or there's a new team that looks like they're going to be a dominant uh, dominant player or dominant team. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It, uh, it's definitely – going to be an interesting second half of the season oh yeah uh real quick did you see on our discord channel the uh the graphic that mike put up yes you did i thought it was fantastic (laughs) yes it was it was very true to form (laughs) oh my god i'm I'm not going to read it out if any of the listeners uh want to check it out they can check it on our discord but i pulled it up and just started laughing hysterically i thought it was fantastic yeah, especially the bottom of said graphic. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> uh, uh, let's move on to the NBA, man. We got uh, we don't have a season right now, but we got some moves going on around there. Yeah, yeah. So the the seventy six years named a new team president and extended Elton Brand, who's their general manager. Um, Is that they much named to your delight. Yeah, I, 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 Daryl Mooney from the Houston Rockets, who is a wheeler and dealer, so to speak. So mm-hmm. that essentially makes he makes all kinds of different trades, and um, he likes to have a lot of player movement to construct the team that he wants. So I think having um, a veteran who knows the league and knows how to construct a team, like he constructed in Houston, or like they were so they were very successful in Houston, so I'm 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 excited to have him and Doc Rivers paired together, and uh, yeah, it, it's definitely exciting. Uh, I'm I'm I am curious to see how they go from here with the team, and see what moves they make and and how they get better. But I have I've I'm excited because I think that finally we're going to get a 76ers championship team in in basketball. And Philly needs a championship someplace, man. You, you guys had yes, a rough season. <laughs> we had a rough. It's been a rough, rough year. Rough sports town right now with all the with all the close wins. Like we only we don't have that many championships. It's weird, but uh, hopefully they help out the Sixers and, and get them to be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, this is interesting. Uh, I, I saw this little tidbit. It was kind of flew under the radar, but Mike D'Antoni joined the Brooklyn Nets under Steve Nash as their assistant. Yeah. Um, that was found. I thought I found very interesting because he was touted to be one of the top hires as a head coach and he didn't find anywhere for a head for them to hire him as a head coach. Like he didn't go anywhere. I guess he was, he was supposed to go to art like the Sixers, but, they quickly changed course when Doc Rivers became available. So, yeah, um, that 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 I found quite interesting. That's uh, uh, with Antonio Nash. I mean, that's uh, 
that's a heck of a duo right there. So it would be it'll be interesting to see what what comes out of it. Uh, especially with the players. I mean, the Nets wanted to try and make a run here, but the, the window's closing. <laughs> yeah, it, it having those two, I think I think that helps out Steve Nash from a coaching standpoint because he had he he picked a veteran coach who can basically uh, kind of guide him since he, since Steve Nash has never really coached before. So kind of it'll be interesting. To, yeah, it'll be interesting to see that that dynamic. Um, because is it really going to be Steve Nash calling the running the show, or is it going to be Mike D'Antoni running the show? Right. I mean, N- Nash is the coach, but I mean, D'Antoni's got a lot of experience, so he can probably uh, help him with the good habits, tell him what to look for. You know, like you said, guide him. You know. Hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how it plans out. Uh, we we also got here that the uh, the NBA fears a January start could cost them a billion bucks. Yeah, so th- they tabled the vote on a new season till next Friday, but the NBA league office is, is warning people that if we pick and choose a January start date, that they could lose five hundred to uh, five hundred million to one billion dollars in revenues. For the next, the next season and beyond is what they say. So did they know. say why? Like, is it they're not going to have fans in the stands? Is it the TV contracts? Because I mean, when when we talk about sports and times of the year, what do you do on Christmas Day? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like basketball. <laughs> like they're already saying that because without without the because of the pandemic that they might lose more than four billion in. in in revenue from last season because they didn't have fans in the stands and um, they're not going to get their normal TV schedules. And then the, they're fearing that another addition, this other money can come off of it. So they're, they're losing a big chunk of change. Um, but they want it. They really are trying to push for this December 22nd start date of a 72 game season that would have the NBA finals finishing before the summer Olympics. Um, they're deal. Yeah. really, really pushing for that. Um, but there's, like in all of these negotiations, there are significant gaps in between the NBA Players Association and the NBA League Office. They are not anywhere close to getting a deal done. And so we're we're not at that we're not at that stage where we're splitting hairs. Hairs. There's some pretty big gaps that have to be addressed. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there's they're far apart, and I don't know. Well, they, they managed to bring it together to finish the end of last season. So let's let's hope for the best on this. But we all know, you know how I am with this with any sport. If the clock starts counting down and we start having issues like this, you remember what I did with baseball. <laughs> I'll call out basketball on it too if I have to. So yeah, that uh, they they have like a week to get it together. So we'll see. <laughs> the, the more and more they delay, the less and less uh, time they have to get the season started and off the ground, and, and the more and more money they're going to lose. So yep. they got to figure it out quickly. Lose a little or lose a lot. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Um, there is one thing we didn't have on the NBA updates uh, in the notes, um, but we got a new owner in the NBA. The Utah Jazz were sold for $1.6 billion. I did not see that. Uh, who, who bought them? 
Um, the information that we have here, uh, it's a company called uh, Qualtrics. Uh, the CEO of the company bought it. And people were surprised because they got the Jazz and how good they've been for 1.6 when Balmer bought the Clippers for $2 billion. So uh, uh, it's a local businessman there in the, uh, in Utah. Name's Ryan Smith. Um, the, I guess the uh, Smith who founded the company, they've had business dealings with the Jazz over time. So the the team is very familiar with them, and and uh, Smith is very familiar with them as well. So that actually works out pretty cool. Um, the the company that Smith founded was bought last year by SAP for eight billion dollars. So that that's got some money to spend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's also considering uh, a purchase of the uh, the Major League Soccer Club, the Real Salt Lake, which is on the market. So. He's uh, throw, throwing his hat into the uh, sports business. Yeah, I mean, is he going to buy all the teams in the area? <laughs> like, uh, like, who knows? One one owner for all teams, like that would be insane. Yeah, oh, I just I'm just going to dabble in this, and oh, let me just buy like spend millions of dollars to buy so, a team that I have no idea what I'm doing with. The uh, it was the uh, the Miller family who were were the owners of the jazz since 1986. Now, just to give you an idea how sports has changed, regardless of the team, um, in 86, the Miller family purchased the team for 24 million. Dead silence. <laughs> yes, yes, because I'm like, I, if you can see me, I have a big smile across my face and I'm just laughing so hard because... 24 million, it was like chump change. Like no team would ever sell for 24 million nowadays. Yep. It's like In maybe, 86, maybe, yep. maybe $24 million. You can't even get like that. Isn't it? If you're looking to do an expansion team, you have to do these licensing fees and all these fees with whatever team just to get them to look at you. 24 million can't even buy you that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, but uh, the, the former owner, owners, the, the Miller family, there's no doubt since they took uh, bought the team in 86, they've done great things for that team. Fantastic. They've had Hall of Famers. They've had consistent seasons. Um, and now the, uh, the new owner, you know, he's taken over the mantle. And uh, th this team wants an NBA title. So let's see if he, uh, he can help them deliver. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's definitely be interesting. Um, if they do any changes or they, they change the team in a certain way, but um, good for them. Uh, and uh, they definitely, the Millers definitely were influential in the jazz and, and their course over the last 20 years. So uh, it's always, it's always, it's always interesting to see when sports teams get sold. Cause we also have, and we'll talk about a little bit that uh, the Mets got sold as well it's always to see what they go for and what the actual value of it is. And it always mind boggles me. It's like that people have this much money to just spend. You can't tell me if you didn't have that kind of money, you wouldn't buy a sports team. I guess it's true. I'd probably, I probably would, <laughs> but you'd be I a mean, heck of an owner. <laughs> you'd, you'd be, be like, if you were to, if you were able to buy the Eagles, you'd be like, look above all else, 
if you only get two wins in the season, you beat the Cowboys. Do you understand me? <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I, I would, I would say like, okay, I would look at Jerry Jones and be like, okay, this is what you are not supposed to do as an owner. I'd look at Dan Snyder and be like, this is what you're not supposed to do as an owner. And I'd be like, okay, so what do they do? They meddle. I'm like, all right, well, I ain't going to meddle. So I'm going to hire a GM <laughs> and yep. let him do the job. <laughs> let him do his job instead of me being the GM. Yep. Like um, you find your job is the money, man. You finance the team. They come to you and go, we need this guy. Okay, go get him. That's your job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. let's, uh, let's jump right over into baseball, man. And we have a Hall of Famer getting back into the game. <laughs> yeah, I, this was this was out of left field, uh, no pun intended. But uh, so Tony Larusso, who I think the last time he coached was like 2017, um, if I got that right. But he's 76 or something. He's in his 70s, uh, late 70s, and comes back to coach the White Sox, which is odd. Um, I do believe that's the second time with the team. Yes, it is. He he started. He was uh, originally with them when he first started out his career. But I that what's we it just it dumbfounded me. I was like, why would they sign him? And the funny thing is, is when they announced it, so they put a out a tweet which uh, and sent out an email of Tony Larusa, his picture, and it says White Sox manager. But usually they have their signature on it. Well, yeah, they they put the wrong signature on it. They put the <laughs> they put AJ Hinch his signature on there. Oh God, the former Astros manager who was suspended for the 2020 season because of the team's sign stealing scandal. Oops. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was not even. I don't. I don't think he's a part of their team. Like AJ Hinch is not a part of the White Sox franchise. So the um. Uh, uh, as a manager, the last team he managed was the St. Louis Cardinals, and that was correct. Um, and his last season was 2011. This guy 2011. has been out of the business for 10 years. How, like, the game has changed so much over those last 10 years. Like, A, why would you, why would you come back? I question that on his part. And B, how do you think that he'll be an effective manager being away from the game that long? I don't know if the White Sox went just called him and went help, or you know, especially you know what it is with athletes, managers, whatnot. They always have that yearning to want to get back in. But like I said, he's been out ten years. It's not like he was gone for two years and they brought him back. This is ten years. I want to know. I would love to know what the conversation was was it a mutual interest thing did he call them did they call him what what was it to drag somebody that's been 10 years out of the game back i i want that question answered <laughs> yeah it's yeah i mean that i just again it's dumbfounding to me that, that he would have come back and all of this uh, like we try to be successful with with the, how extensively the game has changed. We've gone from rule changes to strategy changes to, and like he was one of those. If I remember correctly, because it's been ten years, he was one of those managers that would 
look at pitching matchups for relief pitchers. Well, you can't do that anymore. Your relief pitchers have to actually pitch three batters. So, like, he's got to change his exact way of how he manages. Plus, now everything's analytical and stat-based. So, like, that was different 10 years ago because they didn't really look yeah. at analytics that much. Like, I don't know. Right, I, don't, I guess I'm ever... scratching my head. I'm, I, I, oh, <laughs> I just think this is going to be a colossal failure. I mean, um, for, like for I, White Sox fans, you better pray to God it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, nobody wants to hear that the new manager that they hired is is going to fail. But I just, I that's my opinion. I think that they're just going to fail. Yeah. Um, and then we, like I said earlier, Steve Cohen has bought the the Nets. Um, so the he had originally put in an offer, but the MLB owners just approved it. Um, and it was a uh, sale for two point four billion dollars. That sounds about more. That sounds more right. Yeah, for yeah, for for the Mets, yeah. <laughs> it was a premium. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, how about free agency? What do we got going on in the off season? Yeah, so free agency be, uh, began today for the uh, MLB, and it's going to be a lot of player movement. Players getting big contracts. Um, they did do all their, their tendering, uh, to, to players. And, and basically what that means is they offer them a one-year deal for 18 million. It's kind of like franchise tagging, but not like the same thing, not the same rules and restrictions. Um, but players can either accept it or not accept it. If they don't accept it, they, they go into, they'll go into free agency and then they can sign with any team. Um, they have 10 days to accept it. But they can also uh, they can also reject it and then re-sign with the team. Um, so I, I know a couple of players that have signed it, and I know a couple of players, a lot of players have not. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where the players moving. Um, there hasn't been much movement, but we got we got the uh, start of free agency right now, which is crazy because they just ended the season like last week. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> You're fine. Yep. So, um, do you, do you see any any big moves in the preseason? Like huge moves? Like we saw some shattering I mean, moves last season. I mean the the ones that I want I'm, I'm looking at to see whether the players are going to move. You have uh, Lamehu. From the Yankees, you have George Springer from the Yankees. You have Ramuto from the Phillies, Trevor Bauer. Um, uh, those are probably the big names that are out there. Uh, there's a bunch of other players like uh, Justin Turner. Let's see, uh, players in the Chicago When you look at the list, there's like a who's right. who list out there this year for uh, for market. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a, Springer's there's, there's, out there, Ozuna's out there, Trevor Bauer's out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oof. <laughs> like yeah, you, you have, Justin you have, Turner, uh, Simeon from have, Oakland. I mean, yeah, Gregorius. You have Brantley, yeah, Bradley of the Red Sox. You have Nelson Cruz. Uh, so it's it's going to be a very interesting off season because um, there's a lot of big names that are out there, and that could be moving teams because other teams don't have the finances to pay them. Correct. Um, I am, I am watching carefully the JT real Muto uh, saga that's going on because I will be 
very, very angry if the Phillies do not re-sign him because um, they did trade a lot to get him. And yeah. if they let him go elsewhere, we don't have a backup catcher and we don't have a catcher that we can rely on. You're going to, uh, yeah, that's going to basically be a failed experiment and you paid an awful lot of money for it. Yeah. We, we, we trade away six to Sanchez. He was one of the hardest throwing up and comer pitchers for the Miami Marlins who did really well this year. Um, so I'll be very upset. Yeah. We, 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 and, we definitely don't want to get you going that way. <laughs> no. And, and speaking of free agents, uh, so this was, I thought was the coolest thing ever. Uh, John oh, yeah. Lester, who is also a free agent, he's 36, he's a pitcher for the Cubs, decided on Halloween went, uh, weekend, this past weekend, at four Chicago bars that he gave, and it includes a 34% tip, was $47,000 between Friday and <laughs> Sunday for Miller Lite. So Beer. That, <laughs> that he bought for the the people of Chicago as like a farewell. So if he's leaving, if he ends up leaving the team and not resigning with them, that was like his kind of like farewell of like, bye guys, here's a beer on me. Um, so that's $31,000, which just spent on beer and 16,000 in gratuity. That's classy, um, man. I mean, Hey, it's <laughs> that's classy. But at the same time, like I wish I was that bartender right now. Oh yeah, man. I mean, the the tip alone from the from from the uh, you, you split the tips with your uh, with your t uh, with your coworkers, and I mean, heh, some people, man, they they just got a whole week's paycheck. <laughs> they got more than a whole week. They probably got like a whole month paycheck right there in one night. One amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just. Uh, I thought that was really cool and interesting story. It's like, out of again, out of left field, and like. I don't know. This is way to thank the fans. I mean, wait, you know what? That's cool. You could have just been like, they're not redoing my contract. Screw you. Goodbye. He's like, nah, let, let's have a little fun. Thanks for the memories. If I'm gone, here you go. Your first one's on me. Yep. Um. So. Classy. I call I it classy. All I, it's very classy. It's very, very cool, too. Um. Yep. He's a good guy. So uh, I think that's all I have for baseball. So we can move on. We actually have NHL news, I guess. Really? Kind of. (laughs) Shoot. What's the deal? Uh, Uh, We got a plan coming. Yeah, they're 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 like the NBA. They're starting to plan for next season and trying to get a start date. Originally, the target start date was December first. Now they've moved that back to January first. Um, and they they're just trying to hammer down the details of, you know where they're playing are they going to play in a bubble are they going to travel how many games are they going to play um all that kind of stuff so it's still kind of in limbo but their target start date situation january 1st and then i feel like the nhl's relationship with the players association is so much different than every other sport because they're kind of like well what do you guys want to do let's let's come to an an agreement let's not force things and like everyone else is like no we got to force this and we got to push this and we got to push that we're well, going to start we, this date no matter what. Did we or did we not say when we had all the COVID stuff going on and they were trying to figure out how to restart their season and whatnot, we, we came out and said, hockey, everyone pay attention. Hockey figured it out. <laughs> yeah. This is how you do it. And, so, um, I mean, the, they have to get some type of schedule in 
quickly or some type of plan so that the players themselves aren't like in limbo and they're like, well, I don't know whether I should start training. I don't know whether like how long this off season is going to be. I don't know what my body is going to be like. So it's really rough on the players too. Like they, yeah, they, you... they have that, this uncertainty is, is, is going to hurt them with their, their workouts and their training camps. And like, uh, it's just, it's, it's just a bad situation all year round, all the way yeah. around. Well, I mean, you know, as we get updates, we'll, we'll throw them out to y'all, but we got, we're already, here we are on November 2nd, and we're talking about these leagues that wanted to start in December. They can't do it. Now we're talking January. The clock's a ticking. <laughs> let's get moving. Yeah. And we're out of planning. Yep. Let's go. So what do we got uh, for the uh, the random topics slash college sports? This news so was bit- a big deal. Yeah, the big news is Trevor Lawrence has COVID. Um, probably the the most recognizable and biggest college football star that there is this year. Uh, the Clemson quarterback uh, tested positive for COVID this past week, and he missed this past game against Boston College, which it was against Boston College that they should have won, and they almost lost with him a quarterback. But now they're going to go back. Now they're going to go next week and face Notre Dame. That's a different animal. <laughs> who uh, I believe are still ranked number four. Number four. That's correct. Um, and that's they're going to play good. without Trevor Lawrence. That's not, a, that's not good at all for them. Uh, that's ba- it's really bad. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this. Do you think when the selection committee puts it together, if, if say, say they lose next week to Notre Dame and Clemson um, – and Clemson wins the rest of the games this season, do you think they still stay in the top four? And the selection can be kind of like, yeah, we realize you guys lost without your, like, number one overall draft pick, number one starting quarterback. Like, well, this is how it's going to go down. This is how they're going to get knocked out. If they lose, how bad did they lose? If it's like a, a 17-14 game or a 17-16 game, Probably not going to rattle the polls that much. If Notre Dame blows them out, goodbye. That's it. That's that's the way it goes. If Clemson gets just destroyed by Notre Dame, they're done. They're out of it. That, that's it. Regardless of whether or not Trevor Lawrence was there, uh, the one thing that the polls are not merciful with is when you have top 10 teams going against each other like that, if one team just completely obliterates the other one, your starting quarterback missing or not, it doesn't matter. They will be out of it. So they need to pray for a victory or they need to lose by like the thinnest of margins possible. Yeah. And also because Trevor Lawrence is out, they have also said that he is no longer the favorite to win the Heisman this year uh, by multiple sports books. Yeah, immediately they just went, that's it. <laughs> Which I think uh, I don't know. I, when I he comes back, if he comes back, I mean, how bad does he have it? You know, if he's out, he doesn't really have bad symptoms, but he needs to get healthy and whatnot. You got to figure that's a couple games he's not playing. He's not practicing. Whatever aches and pains he has might be subsiding, maybe get some rest and whatnot. You know, I mean, for all you know, he could come back and just torch it the rest of the season. Then what do you do? You know, you can't go, well, you missed the game, so we're going to DQ him. And then he comes back and just lights it on fire. So 
I, I think know, it's, I, just... I think it's premature to say that he he's probably out of the Heisman running, in my opinion. Uh, I just don't think I, mean, I don't think I don't know. I don't know how you fault someone for having COVID. Essentially, yeah, you're like, like, out there, I'm like, I'm gonna get COVID just to make it interesting. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I don't know. That just. Uh, that, that to me is just like a stupid way to say like he's no longer the favorite because he wasn't able to play because of COVID. Like, uh, but That's the it. other thing, is like, so we can both agree on that the number one overall pick would be Trevor Lawrence this year. So yes. everyone is, um, everyone is trying to, how can I say this? Uh, they're losing and they're going to try to pick him. I heard mm-hmm. an interesting story that he may very well not. Um, he may very well not go into the draft and may stay for his senior season. Well, if if your prospect is being on the Jets or the Cowboys, you're watching the NFL going, shoot, I'm going to be the number one pick. I'm going to one of these guys. You know what? I'm, I got another year of eligibility. What the heck? <laughs> you know, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to do what's good for Trevor Lawrence. Oh, absolutely. And if he doesn't you, like the the position that he's going to get put in based on what he's seeing in the NFL, can you blame him? No, no, I, I don't blame him at all. But let me ask you this. Do you think that that's a good strategy? Because that runs the risk of you getting injured the next year or, or having a bad I season mean, or yeah. I don't think I don't think him having a bad season is really going to drop his stock that much. I think he's he's shown over the first three seasons that he's there that he's lit the world on fire and he's been a great quarterback. So, so your concern more or less is barring an injury. Correct. Yeah, I mean, he, that's the big question. He could, tear, he could, he could tear his ACL and that's going to like significantly hinder his draft stock. It's a risky gamble because if you're this good and the hope is that when you get to the NFL, you're that good. You also have to have the pieces around you. If you're if you're looking at the NFL right now and going, man, it looks like you're going to go number one to the Jets. This is a risk versus reward. I mean, by going by going to the Jets, you could be dooming the rest of your career. So take your pick. Yeah, um, it, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what what he decides to do at the end of the year. But I I think he just go to the NFL. Uh, you're, you're, if you go to a Jets team, you're basically going to have control over that entire team and be able to dictate what you want to do. But, you know, um, you're, uh, is it going to be any different next but year? Then, like the Jets are still going to be bad next year. So it's yeah. like, they're still going to get the top picks. But then on the flip side, who's to say that somebody just doesn't so badly want Trevor Lawrence that they trade up or they make a deal. It's happened before. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there's too many what ifs. So, I mean, I, I don't know, honestly. You know, he might. I mean, regardless of where he could end up in the NFL, he might feel that he wants one more year at college, maybe to, to grow a little bit before jumping to the NFL. Who knows? That's true. I guess that, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's wrap that up. And everybody, you know what it's time for. It's time for that hysterical, fun, ripping part of the show. It's time for Chips Chumps. Bad plays, bad players, awful calls, poor sportsmanship. The worst of the week with Chips Chumps. 
All right, guys, this was a, I had a lot to pick from this week, like I always do every week, but uh, I, I kept going back and forth with a lot of them. Um, so we're going to start it out. Uh, first, I got an honorable mention uh, goes to Dontario, uh, Dontari Poe. Um, how bad do you have to be to get released by the Cowboys defense? Like, the Cowboys defense is on pace to be the worst defense in league history. This player got released from them last week, uh, and mostly because Jerry Jones came out and said that he was overweight and not performing well. If you're not performing well on a on this Cowboys defense, like that's bad. That's really bad. Like I I don't think you're gonna get another NFL job bad because like that's just awful. If you can't at least produce uh, like at the same level as the rest of your teammates on that Cowboys defense. And that's not saying a lot because that defense is just horrific. Ooh, that's bad. So, uh, yeah, Dontari Poe, moron. Number five. Number five goes to a former Super Bowl coach, uh, former NFC champion coach, Jim Harbaugh, who had a very devastating defeat this past weekend in college um he lost to michigan state who a week prior lost to rutgers wow like jim harbaugh was was brought in to make michigan football relevant again and he just he's not done it and they keep telling oh he's gonna bring us back to a national championship promise i don't see that this is a really bad loss for him this looks really bad I think his days are numbered in Michigan, but wow, moron. Number four. Okay, we said it earlier, you can't have these mistakes late in the game. Cam Newton, you're in the red zone, ready to score a touchdown. It's in the end of the game. At the very least, you get a a field goal to bring in overtime. You can beat the Buffalo Bills, keep the New England streak going, show everyone that, that the Patriots aren't done, and you fumbled the ball at the end of the game, and gave it away like that's like the one thing that you can't do in that situation is you can't fumble the ball you can't turn the ball over you have to keep it safe no matter what you're doing you have to protect the ball and you didn't do that your one fundamental job at the end of the game moron number three okay this one hits home a little bit like Carson Wentz you were awful last night that was a terrible display of quarterbacking like you, you pretty much gave the game to the Giant or to the Cowboys. If the Cowboys weren't so inept and terrible, um, we would have lost by like forty points. I don't know what's going on with you. I don't know where your head's at. Like this is you were just been awful. And, and I've been giving you some slack because you didn't have an offense line. You didn't have this and that. But you were just you were just this first half of the season. You have been terrible, awful. Like I, I this is a I I am I am very close to jumping off the Wentz wagon and jumping off of, of Carson Wentz as our quarterback of the future. Like you were, you have just been horrendous this first half of the season. Absolutely terrible moron. Number two. Okay. So this, this was unnecessary. Uh, at the end of the New Orleans Saints uh, bears game. So the, basically I'll, I'll try to quickly go through the story. One of the, uh, bear, uh, one of the, the 
Saints cornerbacks ripped the mouth guard off of a Bears player, and then the Bears wide receiver came back out and tried to rip the uh, mouthpiece off of the uh, cornerback, and then the cornerback supposedly spit on the wide receiver, and then they got into a melee and a brawl. Like, there, there's no reason for that in football. Like, play the game. Like, the, uh, he got suspended for two games. Thank you. Like, he should have. Like, there's no way you throw on should throw punches. There's no, like, there should be no fighting in the sport. Like, I know you get heated. Like, why in the world would you rip someone's mouthpiece? Like, and then why would you retaliate? This isn't like second grade. This isn't like an eye for an eye kind of thing or like, oh, he started it by doing, no, no one cares. Like, just absolutely stop. Like, play the game, beat them on the field by scoring a touchdown or burning them. That shows more uh, uh, guts and glory than it does throwing a sucker punch on someone. So, Javon Wims and, and, and CJ Garner Johnson, moron. Number one. Okay, this is going off of number two. This is This is kind of the same thing, but... Uh, I put him on the the uh, the chumps list last week, I think it was, or a week before, because of his comments. But Dan Mullen, wow! I thought I I thought that players getting in brawls were bad, but the fact that you incited a brawl during the Florida Missouri game and then was yelling and screaming at the other coach and then tried to make it look like it was legit by shaking his hand, like. The worst part about the whole story is the fact that you didn't even get suspended. You got fined, and then they got a strong, stern talking to. He doesn't care. Like, the dude should have been suspended. Like, it was absolutely deplorable what what, what he did. It was absolutely awful. It was absolutely unnecessary. Like, this was just a bad look for college football and a bad look for you. Like, Dan Mullen, wow. Like, you were were absolutely – terrible person for inciting the, the brawl like we don't want any of that stuff in football we want to just watch the sport like we don't want to see fights we don't want to see coaches running out there inciting players to just take swings and uh, no moron all right well that's it that's for it for the chumps list this week guys i hope you liked it i will be posting it up on our discord channel um get your comments and your feedback uh, and if, if i missed anybody or you thought someone should have made the list you know let me know there we go. Chips, chumps. And you know, seriously, what's with all the brawling lately in the football games? I, I don't know like if there's something in the water that they're giving the, the players or something like that, but it seemed like every game had some type of brawl happening. Well, and like you said, too, uh, that the stuff that they're brawling over is getting dumber. And in in sports in general this season across the various sports, you have coaches and managers picking fights like how stupid are you i i get the players you know it's like they're you know they're they're out there in the middle of combat trying to win for their team but when you hear like the coaches and managers like instigating stuff now come on you know you're supposed to be the disciplinarian and tell them cut that stuff off not be the guy out there gaslighting everyone else yeah it's just i don't know it's i guess it's frustrating because it's like when you watch sporting events, you don't watch the the team. Watch them for the teams to like fight each other. You watch it for the sport, and I don't know. The, the, it's just unnecessary. Yeah, that, that's the only way to put it is unnecessary. Uh, well, we are uh, at the end of the show here. Let's go ahead and hit the final buzzer. 
It's the final buzzer. The last moments of the show. Okay, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, everybody, you heard it. We are at the final buzzer, the last few minutes of the show. Uh, Chip kind of moved along here. There wasn't too much news in some sports. There was a ton of news to cover in other sports. Uh, The only other news that we have for this week is tomorrow is election day. Yep, so get out there and vote. That's correct. Get out and vote. No matter your party affiliation, just get out there and make your voice be heard. And we'll leave it at that. Um, Speaking of voices getting heard... Benchwarmers, Chip. Yep, movie of the week is uh, Benchwarmers. Uh, it's a one of my. It, it's like a parody on like baseball and nerds playing baseball and not like not being able to play baseball as a kid. And it's actually really funny. It's got Rob Snyder in it. It's got the, the guy from Napoleon Dynamite in it. Um, and, and it's got it, it's it's I, I think Ryan Reynolds is in it too. Um, if I remember correctly, and. Uh, it's it's absolutely hilarious. But the the quote of the week is uh, comes from it between uh, an interaction between two of the two of the bench warmers, quote unquote. Um, he goes, he just did that steroid free. What's steroids? Something that makes your pee pee smaller. Oh, there must be steroids in macaroni. So definitely go check that out. It's a it's a, it's a pretty funny movie. Oh yeah. I, I, I saw it when it came out. I thought it was fantastic. I I got a good chuckle continuously throughout the movie. So definitely, uh, uh, if you need a good laugh, it's definitely worth watching, 100%. Well, that is uh, another show in the books, 28 episodes down. Uh, Chip, you got anything else we want to throw out to the audience? Uh, nope, just uh, go out there and vote tomorrow and uh, hoping for the best for everyone and a safe, safe election day. Absolutely. Couldn't put it better myself. Well, ladies and gentlemen and fans of all ages, we thank you for joining us. We hope you had a good time. Don't forget to reach out to us on our social media networks. If you got questions or something you just want to throw out there to us, we appreciate hearing from y'all. We love y'all and we're out. You've been listening to Sportscasters Anonymous. Your opinion may differ, but that doesn't mean you're right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We hope you were intrigued or at least entertained. You can find the podcast on all the major networks. Find us on Discord and Patreon at Random Chatter. Hook up on the website at randomchatter.com and browse through the merchandise at randomchatter.com slash store. We'll see you next time. This is Sportscasters Anonymous. Signing off.